Tēnā koutou and welcome to Hei Pai Tato. We are good, a podcast about emotions and mental health brought to you by students and staff from Teherengawaka, Victoria University of Wellington. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Jutel, Professor of Health at Teherengawaka and Director of Mata Ora, Encounters Between Medicine and the Arts. Our guest today is Rob Mokaraka. Rob is a playwright and an actor. He whakapapas to Ngapuhi and Ngai Tuhoi. He also suffers from depression. Now, Rob once attempted to end his life by putting himself in harm's way. He received a bullet from a police gun at short distance. While recovering from this dark moment, he turned it around and used it as the basis for a play, Shot Row. Confessions of a Depressed Bullet, which is toured around Aotearoa, New Zealand, and further afield. Now, is that correct, my introduction, Rob? What would you like to add to that yeah. now that I've said no, it? No, that's a pretty good uh, introduction. Also, just on that, my two-voice side, because I'm from uh, Waikare Moana, we're also Ngāti Ruapane and Ngāti Kahumunu, and my auntie always says, we're meant to mention those two. That makes you that makes you really fuck up up to Lake Waikare Moana. So that's all. Ah, kia ora. Thank you, Rob. Well, Rob, tell me about this uh, this thing, this thing we call depression, and the way you have used acting and playwriting um, to talk about it and to deal with it. So you touched on it with uh, which was to do with my mental and spiritual breakdown, which was two thousand nine, where I provoked the police to shoot me dead. Now I always make this clear: I provoked them, um, and after I was shot in the chest at close range. Uh, multiple surgeries, multiple court cases, multiple therapies. It took me seven years to create this piece of of healing. It was in a couple called Shot Confessions of the Press Bullet, which is theatre, which is telling your story safely uh, in a safe way that your communities feel safe as well. So we, we took over seven years with different people coming in and out to help me because I wasn't ready, it was too overwhelming. So yeah, and now I get invited to communities and organizations Australasia to safely open up spaces to share my personal story of the dark, but also lifelines of hope. Rob, you talked about telling your story safely. What do you mean by that? Telling your story safely meaning you have to feel safe and stable in sharing what you're gonna share from the heart. Mm-hmm. And also, making sure that you've got a, a tikanga process, a framework for yourself and the communities you want to tell your story to. Uh, because you've got to look after them. A lot of people want to tell their story, but they just want to tell the trauma so they can mm. get it off their shoulders, not actually put in thriving mechanisms within the work. And that, that took me a long time to solidify over time with external help from people who I trust and respect. I see. So telling a story is more than just talking about your pain. Absolutely. Anyone can do that. <laughs> and um, you don't want to leave your trauma on top of someone else's trauma. So as you tell your story, an old way that I saw do it done incorrectly through theatre way back in the day was you can tell a traumatic story about somebody and then you leave your, your community or your audience traumatised, but you've got the desired effect. Yeah, and traumatizing your community, uh, obviously not good for your community, but not good for you either? No, no, you, you, 
the whole, so this is because I have a lot of people approach me and say, hey, I want to tell my story. And I just want to know where they're at in their own trauma, in their healing journey, because everyone's at different places. And I just say, you've got to get a team of people of support around you. And you actually have to be walking the talk now. You can't just be talking it. You have to be walking and talking it with a support team of people that you trust, that can feed into what you're making to create, make sure that you're safe and stable. I see. Now, sometimes people who are in their dark moments can't really think about who they can surround themselves with or how they can find support. Was that a yes. challenge for you? Yes. Uh, luckily, I had multiple good friends who had so much aroha for me, who were in the arts and entertainment, who were writers, who were directors, producers, and actors, and they just tried to help me along the way because they believed in me. And I'll be honest, I didn't believe in myself because mm-hmm. I, was, I was still <clears throat> right in the middle of that trauma. At the same time, I'm thinking that um, I was quite healed. So, mm-hmm. you know, on the journey, it's, it's, it's an ongoing journey, this healing journey. So the main thing is that I'll quote a friend who lost her daughter to suicide in 2013. She says, you can't sit on your hands and expect to heal. Healing is action. What kind of action does theatre offer you? Well, it's for me, I've combined theatre with tikanga Māori. So mm-hmm. with my culture, uh, and I've reinforced it with so much compassion uh, and hope that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm receiving it too. I'm not just giving it out. I've built a tool, a, tool, a wakakora, mm-hmm. to help uh- me heal. Do you think, um, just thinking about yourself personally and the question of tikanga, how important was tikanga to you before? Was it something that you embraced or is it something that you learned to embrace through this experience? I tell you, it more, I embraced it more post-bullet than pre-bullets. Because I'm going into maximum security prisons and military bases, the tikanga framework has to be robust but fluid. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, uh, is, is a, I'll share this, a, a friend's father who passed away, Rangatira, he said to my friend as he passed away, tikanga will save your life, boy. And I believe that to be true when you have a safe framework when you're going into maximum security prisons to present the tanifa of suicidal ideation to these men, which I do. But once again, <laughs> it is imbued with so much aroha and light and hope, it's, it's going to hold the space. Yeah. Do you think that that is the key? Why tikanga is the thing that will save you? It's because of aroha or is it because of connection? How does that link between tikanga and aroha express itself in your experience? Well, first of all, tikanga executed in the right manner is aroha. And I say Mm -hmm. to people, there is no mana without aroha. Otherwise, it's just ego. So I'll tell you what, my tikanga is extended when I go into probation centers, prisons, military bases. I ask, usually ask for me, whakato. I like to have the men present and the staff. Mm-hmm. So we're acknowledging the space with mana and aroha, regardless mm-hmm. of everybody understands everything in Itereo Māori. But the main mm-hmm. thing is they're being honoured as a human being. And are some of these men... Um uh, perhaps Maori, but not able to do their pepeha, or not connected to their tikanga. Is that is that is there a disconnect that you help with, or am I just um, imagining that as a situation? 
Oh, no, there's some some of that exists, and but also I'm going into Kopapa Māori units. Oh, good, yeah. And Tikanga Māori. So not just all these island brothers. Uh, sometimes there's Apakia brothers in there who feel because the, the under the kuruwa of, of Tikanga Māori and the and Te Ao Māori, there's healing tools within our within our, uh, our language, our culture, and it's reconnecting us all back to the bigger picture is how we fuck a papa to our ancestors and where we came from. And as soon as you place connection, then you get self-worth. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. You're not alone. Regardless of which gang you're in, when I'm presenting, um, they've all got their affiliations, a lot of them tattooed on, on them. But mm-hmm. under the auspices of tikanga Māori, we are Māori, and this is a holistic presentation. And mm-hmm. I'm honouring them as human mm-hmm. beings. And and what do you hear from the men that you work with? What kinds of things do they say back to you after they've had uh, a session of your wananga in this, you know, in this environment, in in a kind of desperate environment, isn't it, of of being imprisoned and having done things uh, for which they might be whakama? what, what do they say? Well, uh, and for probation and for prisons, when I do that co-papa in particular, we have, I, I call the three highlights. What are three highlights you got out of the co-papa? And what's one takeaway in your heart? There's some very deep and profound cordial that comes out of those mouths. You might just hear one highlight, but it's mm-hmm. so deep and profound. For instance, I was in probation with a select group of people, different ethnicities, and uh, a certain uh, male with a gang affiliation tattooed on them, he said one line, and he said, I got that we all deserve aroha. Mm. And mm. you don't expect to hear that from somebody who's tattooed up looking pretty tough and fierce. That's the main message is love, compassion, not just for others, but for yourself as well. I wonder, as you say this, I'm thinking, of course, in a, in a teacherly way, because that's what I do. And I wonder um, about that question you're asking them. When you ask them to find a highlight, you're saying to them, don't just experience this. Stop for a minute and pause. Think about how it relates to you. And I'm wondering if that helps to anchor your kopapa. Uh, if that helps to give it more uh, weight as they move forward, what what do you think? So the whole thing about the wānanga is providing a safe space to be listened to without judgment. And that came up a few times when I presented in some prisons. We want to be listened to without judgment. And I went, kia ora, we all do, not just you. Every human being wants to be listened to without judgment. So I'm basically, from the beginning to the end of my paper, I've created a safe space safe mm-hmm. enough to be from the heart. And when those men share from the heart in prison, that is extra courage because that is dangerous. To express from your heart in, yes. in that setting. There's vulnerability. And if they can sniff vulnerability, they might try and take you out physically. Yeah. Um, so when in my, so under my kurawai of tika puno aroha, mm-hmm. uh, they feel safe enough to share as what they share. Mm-hmm. And as they're sharing, they're doing multiple things but one is they're giving the other brothers permission to share and they're helping me heal too because Mm -hmm. some of our stories are the same but very different but within their reflections is something that perhaps 
I haven't really explored fully. And I go, wow, I'm going to mm. take away for myself. So they get, we're sharing healing thoughts with each other as well as with me. So as you connect, you realize more about yourself in the same way as they learn more about themselves. And together, there's an advancement which benefits both parties. Absolutely. I got that right? Absolutely. And um, because within the 75 minutes of the Kaupapa, I've gained the trust because I'm just speaking authentically from myself with pickup or aroha. So yes, it's to be true. It's nice to be correct. But if there's no compassion in it, there's too sharp to hold for anyone. Otherwise, I'm just telling them, this is yep. A, B, C, D, goodbye, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, no one, I wouldn't listen to that. I'd shut off. Rob, this is fascinating, and I'm very grateful uh, to you for coming to Korero with us today. I wonder if you had uh, one, or maybe I'll give you two points you wanted to make to students at Teherenga Waka. What would those be? First of all, you are loved. Second of all, even if you're feeling isolated and alone, you are not alone. And the third one is, and I tell every community and the brothers in the prison, you are allowed as much help as you need, as often as you need, because you are goddamn worth it. Kia ora mai tātou, he tahu tahu tēnei, kia tātou katoa. E yo e yo nui e yo roa e yo take take e yo wānanga. Anei mātou e ahuana i tēnei e tahu tahu ki tō aro tapu. Kia ora hine e koe i a mātou e whai ana i te aka aka tapu ki ngā hua. O yo yo nuku, o yo yo rangi, o yo yo atua no nera. Kia ua tu ki te matapuna o te ora. Ano e yo e he aro matua, he aro tipua, he aro tawhito. Kia whai oranga, he aro tapu ki a koe e yo e e. That was Rob Mokaraka, and this is Anne-Marie Jutel. Hi pai tato.